still getting used to getting old. My, my muscles, you know, back when I was younger and played a lot of ball, I could never imagine the day that I wasn't very agile and had a lot of strength. And my health is good, but my muscles don't bounce like they used to. I probably told you before, I used to get the full length of my fingers above the rim, and I never hit 5'8". I could jump. I was agile. But now, ooh. I got enough to say tonight to take a while. But there's some people that need something from God tonight. And if we will respond, it's all on us, 100%. If we'll respond, God will minister to us. We have been in a season that we don't like, but it's just a season, and it's not here for much longer. It's going to shift in a few weeks. But in the midst of all of this, there are some that have lost your fight. And the devil has, has been very good. It's not the result of sin. It's not the result of... The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. You can get weary by doing well. Matter of fact, it's going to be spiritual people more often than not, if not all of the time, that get weary. People in the flesh get tired. There's a difference in being physically tired and being weary in your spirit. If you're not engaged in the spirit world, you're not going to get weary because that's where you get weary. It's your spirit. They get tired, but not weary. Spiritual people get weary when they allow themselves to go a period of time without renewing and refreshing. Been there, done that. I've, uh, I've been engaged in a lot of stuff over the years. And um, I always try to learn from where I am, where I'm, what, I, what situation I'm in. And um, when you learn it, you learn to pick up on it. And I don't think I might get into this, whatever. Maybe, maybe not. But I want to I talk to us for just a moment, and then I'm going to open it up. Um, weary and well-doing. Going to church, doing everything, and you can feel God, but you just don't, it's just like you don't have it. I'm, there's some people like that in here today. But God will give us our fight back. What helps us, what helps me, is God has allowed me and I don't know if it's something that I've trained myself as far as 
forcing myself to learn. But seeing the other side of the situation we're in. If we look at our situation, it looks bad. It looks debilitating. It looks like we can't make it. It looks like there's, there's no hope. But if we see the other side of this valley and we keep our eyes on the top of the mountain, the next one where we will be at some point. It gives us strength to fight on. It's where we keep our eyes. Yeah, it looks bad. But you know what? Uh, how many of you saw that uh, post that Raven posted about last week? Yeah, that was a word from God. So you know what now? I see everything full. We've had several um, that have had a similar experience, whether it was a dream, a vision, or whatever, in the last little bit. And we're going through, it's just like everything piles on at one time. We've got so many people that are sick, have been sick, and, and circumstances and all of that kind of stuff. And we look at the circumstances, and we get our eyes off of him, and we take the plunge like Peter did. But God wants to give us strength. He wants to give us his strength. He wants to give us his fight so that we can do what we want to do and what we need to do for him. Whoa. About 50% of you believe me. <laughs> so I'll plow on for another minute or two. How many of you like being knocked down. Some of you knocked down right now. Oh, buddy. A doctor can walk in after he's seen a particular disease a number of times and look at it and say, it's this. I recently went for the third time at my wife's request to a dermatologist. She's the only reason I went. So I said, you're going with me. And you're going to tell her every spot. There's a spot somewhere around here. And there's a spot up here. And there's a... Okay. She was worried about it. I wasn't. I work for him. As long as he needs me, I'm here. That's the way I look at it. And I don't worry about it. She... The doctor walked in. It didn't take her 30 seconds. She took a look at it. And she... I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly how she said it, but she said, you're good to go. I said, if you're happy, I, uh, if you're happy I'm happy. And she says, I'm happy. Uh, it's time to get out of here. Wasting my time. 
I said that to say this. I can walk in here and it doesn't take me long to pick up on this and pick up on that and pick up on that. And I may not know the details, but I pick up on it. Some of you have lost your fight. How many of you want to get it back? Praise God. <laughs> I've been knocked down, folks. I've been knocked down. And, and I, I would be lying to you if I, I would tell you that it, some things don't have an effect on me. They do. But I've been through a cycle so many cycles so many times. And I've seen God do this and God do that and seen the shifting of the Holy Ghost that I keep my eye on the promise. And the eye, my eye on his word. His word said there's revival coming to this church. So guess what? I've got my fight. I've got it. Ooh, buddy. I've got it. And such as I have, give I thee. If you are struggling in that area, I want you to come to the front. Now, some of you just raised your hand a minute ago. Hallelujah. I feel faith coming in here right now. Praise God. Praise God. How many times does something get off kilter and we blame ourselves? This is one thing that preachers are so pat about. Blaming themselves. No, no, no. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can get our fight back tonight if one or two will, will punch it through and some get a little bit of strength enough when you go to prayer in the morning that you get a little bit more. And I'm just, I'm just, I, I just know different people's faith is at different places. There are some that you have a bulldog uh, approach and you can get it all at once and some it takes a little bit longer but what we're going to do tonight for everybody that, that wants it we're going to turn the corner and we're going to start going after it the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force praise God I have prayed before and I've asked God God all these devils that I have to deal with. On judgment day, would you let me get up there when, when judgment is to them? And, and this may be the most off-the-wall thing. But I want to be the one that bumps them off into hell. Praise God. <laughs> 
Now, he may have, all, have them already judged and out of the way, and that may not be in his plan. But the Lord has given this church so many victories. He's given me so many victories, and he's given you so many victories. We need to remember our victories. God, you did it back then, and you're going to do it now. You're going to give me my fight back. I need my fight to fight the battle. You may not win the final victory, but if you get your fight back, if you get your fight back, you'll win the battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray. We're in a holiday season. We're in a sick season. We're in all of this kind of stuff. I don't know how many people have had the flu and all of this whatever. Hallelujah. I'm waiting just a little bit longer. But it's getting stronger. It's getting stronger. Mm. He's going to put that sword back in my hand. Y'all feel that? Y'all feel that? He's going to put that sword back in your hand. He Oh, yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. In Jesus' name, I take dominion and authority over every oppression that the enemy has come against us with. We're going to get our sword back in, a, in the name of Jesus. I lose it right now in Jesus' name. Reach out with your right hand and take that sword. Praise God. Praise God. Some of you are about to break through. Let's take that sword and let's swing that sword. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I lose strength. I lose strength into God's people right now. Hallelujah. 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 
Some of you need to tread on serpents and scorpions. You need to stomp the enemy under your feet. Strength is coming into some of you. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Some of you are getting it right now. You're getting it. Praise God, praise God. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, he's given us strength. He's given us strength. He's given us our fight back. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, he gives strength to the weary. He gives strength to the weary. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just give a shout unto the Lord right now. In Jesus' name. Hikayataha. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This old song we used to sing 30 years ago, 
Go down just a little bit. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. Nor pain nor death can enter there. I feel like traveling on. Somebody's got some little bit more strength in here. You may not have won the battle completely, but you've got some strength and you've got some fight back in you. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. And I feel like traveling on. Oh, I feel like traveling on. It's page 24. Like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. And I feel like traveling on. Anybody feel a little better than they better than they did a little bit ago? Hallelujah. In all the ball that I played growing up and as an adult, I only got the wind knocked out of me one time, and I think that is just really the chances of that are oh very, very uh not very good, but I mean, normally it'd be a lot more than that. But one time I got the wind knocked out of me. I fell on my back and I hit just right. And oh, I tell you, that's not a good feeling in the natural to get the wind knocked out of you. But sometimes that happens in the spirit. We get, we just get our, the wind knocked out of us. And it immobilizes us for a little while. But when I get my strength back, when I get my fight back, I may still have to fight the battle, and I am. But if the Holy Ghost was to open our eyes right now to see all of the angels that are in this place right now, it would blow every one of your minds. They're there all the time. They are there all the time. I've, I've, I've told you uh, several times, this is not many places I talk about this, but here, I've, I've seen them so many times, so many times, uh, about mm, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, probably two weeks ago, I opened my eyes in the morning, have the covers pulled up to my chin, I opened my eyes, and there they are. There's a bunch of them. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, they're there. Now, we haven't got really demonstrative tonight because we haven't fought a big battle and won a big battle, but God has done a powerful work in us. Given us some, some of you, all you need is just, just enough strength and just enough sight to know with his help I can do this I can do this praise God praise God praise God hallelujah
Y'all think I'm going to dismiss, don't you? No. <laughs> you sure? All right. Y'all go back to your seats. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Do you want it back? Hallelujah. I was only supposed to be up here for a few minutes. I have this tendency to kind of take over. It's, it's a little lighter now than it was a few minutes ago. Now, what we didn't do, we didn't get up here and weep and wail. We didn't get up here. We didn't even repent. We just allowed him to touch us. I told you it wasn't, it wasn't a result of sin. enemy just kind of took our fight from us. I'm going to tell you where this is going to show up. It's going to show up on Sunday morning. Praise God. So what's the call? Okay. All right. What, do you want it? It's your call. So all these notes that I've got. Huh? All right, I'll just take it. Praise God. Um, it's really interesting <clears throat> from my vantage point to see and perceive what I do. I sit behind a pastor while he's preaching and uh, even tonight, some of the scriptures, now you've already forgot what he said, and I forgot exactly what he said. But when he said it at the moment, I, ah, that's, that's the scriptures that I've got right here. It had to do with our walk, that's what it was. And uh, to see how, how there is just a flow of the Holy Ghost, even in times when we're, when we're struggling, Hallelujah. You know, I pray, I pray that everybody would come to that place in their faith, in their spiritual maturity, that you could go through a valley and know, hey, folks, I'm in a valley right now. I'm not as fast as I normally am, but I'm coming out of this thing, and when I come out, I'm, I'm coming out swinging. Every one of us need a killer instinct. Praise God. <clears throat> well, let me just... Uh, I give Brother Sanderfield a, a number of scriptures, and I told him at the first that the the, the well, I've got a, I've got a lot here. Um, 
it wouldn't be in any particular order and it really isn't. So we're going to go to John 12, 24. That's pretty close to the top. Um, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Um, somebody talked about Ephesians recently. Well, I, I could probably narrow it down to a couple. But uh, Ephesians, I guess it was pastor. I would assume it was. Uh, the happiest epistle in the Bible. But if there's any epistle that gives us a glimpse of the death of Paul, it is the uh, epistle to the Philippians. I have been reading it, uh, well, I've read it just multiple times in the last probably two months. And uh, every time, it, it, it just amazes me. You know, uh, it's the rejoicing, it's the joy uh, epistle. But our goal in walking with God is not just to get on the other side. We do want to get on the other side. We are, I hope we all have our mind made up. I am going to get to the other side. But I've made mention a number of times, and I'll do it again. With me, it's the issue is not being saved. The issue is I want to be something when I get there. And what life gives us is an opportunity. This life is a training ground for the next life. Heaven is not going to be just church all the time. God is a creating God. And the Bible says the increase of his government and kingdom, there shall be no end. There are people going to be over this area and over that area and over somewhere else. And, and uh, where all I, I could only imagine in my mind, I, th I think, and, and I can't prove this biblically, you can't disprove it biblically. And since the Bible's the only reference book, um, but I really believe that, that it's going to continue to grow in some manner. And some will be in planets over here and some will be planets over there and some will be planets over there and, and they'll be just like the angels now go between heaven and earth. I believe that uh, some will have the ability to go between heaven and wherever God's people are scattered out throughout the creation. Now, again, I'm not teaching this as doctrine, okay? But I just kind of, this is how I envision it. I don't want to be somebody that is uh, a farmer out on some distant planet that does not uh, get an invite back into the throne room. And I do believe that there will be people that are like that. 
Uh, for example, the Old Testament people of God, very faithful, very many of them heroes, some of them not so much, but we are the bride in the grace dispensation. We will have a place with him that the Old Testament saints, that Abraham, that John the Baptist, that Elijah and Elisha and all of those, we will have a place with him that they will not have. And what we do will have, uh, has to do with the walk that we have with him right now. It just occurred to me, I was praying this morning, it, I don't think it was completely new, but uh, it just kind of hit me more. We uh, have heard the term uh, being a follower of Jesus, and particularly in the religious world, you know, they'll use that term a little bit more than what we do, but we use it to, uh, occasionally at least, <clears throat> that we follow Jesus. Well, it's really good to follow him. But let me ask you, and I was thinking about this as I was praying today. Is it better to follow him or to walk with him? There's a difference. Those who follow him are saved. There is a degree, and we understand uh, the concept too. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a son. I, and I, I, I'm a cousin, I'm an uncle. We fill, fill all these different roles and there will never be a time when in this life when we are not all in one sense the sheep of his pasture. But there is more than just being a sheep. The sheep follow him. They recognize his voice. They do what he tells them to do. Uh, even though it's, it's, uh, there's not a lot of instructions, he leads them beside the still waters. They uh, recognize him by sight. They recognize him by his voice. They can hear what he says, but they don't communicate back to him as much. He doesn't talk to them like he talks to those who walk with him. It's a completely different dynamic. Saved, yeah, all, 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 all his sheep. If they are his sheep, they are saved. But who wants to be just a sheep? Paul wrote, uh, opened most of his epistles, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. And I have noticed uh, in, in my prayer, and, and, and I have, uh, uh, while, while we are servants, Yet we are sons. But I've always wanted to be a friend of God. And as the church, we are his bride. Now, in um, 
it has, it, it has really become pronounced. God has brought me to a place that I can recognize what's going on. It happened before some, but uh, I didn't recognize it. There'll, there'll be times I'll come in and I have this thing in my mind. I need to deal with this. I need to deal with that. I need to talk about that. I need to talk about that. And I come in here and he wants to talk. And he comes in here so powerfully, day after day after day, so powerfully. And so I put what I wanted to say on the back burner and while he's wanting to talk. And sometimes it may be almost the whole time, the, about two or three days ago, it was almost, he just hung around, hung around, hung around. He wanted to talk. And then uh, on a number of occasions, it'll be about like after 30 minutes, it'll be like it just lifts. And I go from being a friend or a son to a servant because now I start talking about things of the kingdom, things that impact the kingdom that need to be dealt with, whatever it is. God, we, we need some strength here and we need this here and, and uh, I pray for revival here and revival there. I'm, I'm praying some prayers as a servant, but then some are as a son and some as a friend. While Paul was a servant, he was also all of these other things. Now, what do we want to be our main relationship with him? There are some that are satisfied with being, let me use it just a slang term. Don't, don't get offended at this, okay? Just a dumb sheet. Feed me, take me to water, look over me, make sure the wolf doesn't get me, and I'm happy. Have it your way. You know, he talks to his friends. He spends special time with his friends He'll touch those sheep as they, as they would take them into the sheepfold at night. They'll all come in, in in a single file and he will touch each one of them as they are going into the sheepfold. He's inspecting them to make sure they are okay. But he never talks to them about his burden. He never talks to them about what he's thinking. He never shares his thoughts with them. He does that to those who walk with him. Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. We're, we're, we're coming along. And that really is up to us. He's opened the door. But there has got to be some dying. Um, let me read a scripture. I'm going to flip down 
I'm just going to have to hit a couple of the highest highlights. Philippians 3 and 12 to 14. Um, I preached on this about 10 years ago. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And, and, and I preached from whatever, verse 12 or 13, whatever it is, I am apprehended. Something has got a hold of me, but I've got to get a hold of what has got a hold of me. And if I don't desire his reaching for me and his dealing with me, there'll come a time he'll just back off and let me do it my way. In verse 14, he said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. It's Paul, even Paul. I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing. Why? Because I'm not happy following along behind just being a follower. Let me read... Uh, I pray this scripture. All the time. And I don't have time. I just simply do not have time to get to really get even to introduce it. But the death that Paul had died to where it was no longer him. Let me read Galatians 2:20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Before he ever lives his life through me, I've got to die. I've got to die. And over and over and over, um, Paul said, I die daily. And he said it in a number of different ways. If we're going to get to where God will take us, what our potential is, there's got to come a death that we die to where it's not me that lives. It's not what I want. It's not whatever. I've got to where in, in my later years, and I'm getting more and more that way, I just really don't care about a lot of things. It, it, it just really, um, it, it, it takes quite a bit to get me. Now, un, unrighteousness, when I see men that are supposed to be righteous men doing unrighteous, that, that's what gets my goat. But outside of that, there's, there's very few, I mean, the world can go crazy. Okay, well, I'm still here and God still has a use for me and that's why I'm still here and so we will travel on. And, and uh, I, I've, I'm getting more and more to where I just don't get flustered 
with the things that surround me. And I do insulate myself. I, I've, every two or three days, open up my app to one of the news things and look at it and, and get depressed and turn it off. Basically, it's what we all do. But I've got to die. And that is the process because, and, and, I, and I'm going to just go down this trail and then I'm going to be done. This life is to transition us for the next life. I start off, when I come to God, I'm a baby. And babies are very self-centered. It's for me. They expect to be able to cry, and somebody's going to come running and check, do you need feeding? Do you need change? What do you need? And they're told from a young child that they're so great, they're so good, and all of this kind of stuff. And it gets built into them, and then it takes God a lifetime to get it out of them to realize I really am nothing. But our whole life is to transition from me to him. And if we can do that, dying is not going to be a difficult thing. I've heard people talk about Larry King, talk about, I'm afraid to die. Well, he did. But to the Christian, it's not that big of a deal. We're just transitioning. We're stepping across the, the threshold of something that we have been transitioning for years because if we are dying in our walk with him and he's increasing and I am decreasing and it's becoming more and more in our life that it's about him instead of about me, then dying really is just stepping over the threshold. This is a, I hope that we are becoming, we've talked about this and little kids sing uh, songs about it, becoming more and more about Jesus. If that is true, if that's what is happening in our life, that I'm becoming more and more and more like him, even though the steps may be baby steps and they're incremental and, and sometimes there's a ways in between steps. When we get to that time, It's just, a, it's just a step to cross over. I remember there was a preacher at my house, um, and I'll never forget this statement. Uh, we went up to see Sister Hayes, Levy Hayes, when uh, uh, just hours before she passed away in the hospital. Sister Hayes was a wonderful lady, a very godly lady. Um, and I did not know her before she came to God. I only knew her as a saint of God, but she was a, a remarkable example. And his statement as we got in the car and left the hospital to me was, she's closer to the other world than she is to this one. It's because she lived her life like that. 
and that's how I want to live my life. I'm not going to follow him, though I do follow him. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to hear his voice. I'm going to learn his mannerisms. You know, when you've been with someone, and, and most of us are adults here and we understand marriage, you can look at your spouse's face or your kids or those that are close to you. And you can just, you can tell by a raised eyebrow, you can tell by the slightest little twitch if something set well with them or not. Sheep don't know that. They don't have a clue. The only thing they know is their belly is full and they've had water and they're comfortable. It's not about being comfortable. It's about getting to know him to where I can look at his face, I can get in his presence, and I can all is well. Or, whoops, there's some connection problem here. What do we need to work on? What pleases you? Well, read through. I want to encourage everybody to read through the book of Philippians. It's four chapters. Read through the book of Philippians slowly and pick up on the spirit of, of uh, Paul. Um, let me just read let me just read a couple of scriptures here from the first chapter. But I would you should understand first, uh, first chapter verse 12. And then I'm, I'm going to, I lied to you a minute ago, didn't I? <laughs> I just got to make this point. It's okay, thank you. Am I forgiven? Um, that you should understand, brethren, the things which happened to me have fallen out rather for the furtherance of the gospel. Look at that scripture. Pull, pull, go back there and let's just look at this one. The things that have happened to me been beaten, been shipwrecked. All of this happened to him for the furtherance of the gospel. Verse 13, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in the palace and in all other uh, places. And many of the brethren of the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. He isn't focused on his bonds He's focused on what is happening because of his bonds. Yeah, he's in stocks and bonds in, in the Philippian jail in, in Acts 16.25. But in there he's singing praises. And at midnight, we've, we, we know the scripture well, at midnight there was an earthquake. And he's in bonds in this Philippian jail. But he said, because of my bonds, other men are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Just the, we, we stop and look at that, and we've read that how many times? Here he is. Again, he's in bonds. Shouldn't he be saying, y'all pray for me that, I'll, that I can uh, jailbreak, get out of here, and I can get out of this place? I don't like, folks, I'm going to tell you, those jails, cells, which were not cells, 
were not pretty. If you want, I've got a picture of one that he pro- was probably the last prison that he was in, the Mamertine prison, uh, just a quarter of a mile from where he was beheaded in Rome. I've got a picture of it, of me standing there in that prison. It is a dungeon. There is no running water. There are no toilets. And I've thought about it a number of times. He couldn't, his hands were in chains. He couldn't raise his hand and say, hey, guard, which wasn't there because it was in a dungeon. The guard was going to be on the outside. Need to go potty. So you can imagine it was a mess. But he's saying that, so my bonds are manifest in the palace of the places, and many of the brethren are waxing confident by my bonds. Verse 15, some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, hoping to add affliction to my bonds. Now, wouldn't that make you, look at that scripture there. Back it up. Supposing to add affliction to my bonds. Now, to most people, wouldn't that make them irate? But look here, the next, the, uh, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Right there. When he is in bonds. Now you talk about, talk about dying. You talk about putting the kingdom of God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you want an example of that, the whole book of Philippians is just like that. Paul was dead, as dead as a human being can be, to himself for the furtherance of the gospel. That's why when it came time for him to be beheaded, supposedly he ran to the guillotine ready to go because all he was going to do is step over the threshold of what he had been preparing for all of his walk with God. Let's stand. We got there. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't we gather around for just a moment before we go? Praise God. If you want to be a sheep and follow, I hope to see you on the other side. There'll be a lot of them there. And while I am a sheep, we are all sheep of his pasture. I want more than that. I'm going to walk with him. Just going to walk with him. Because we're going to have a lot of conversations as we walk along that those who follow him won't have. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for what you have done for us in this place tonight. God, you're giving us our fight back. We're going to go out there and whip that devil.
Lord, you're going to give us strength in Jesus' name. Amen.